Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1992's Wayne's World, directed by Penelope Spheris and starring Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? I took in uh, The Lost Weekend. The Lost Weekend? Yeah. From, what is that? It's from 1945, Billy Wilder. Okay. Uh, it stars Ray Milland and Jane Wyman. It's about an alcoholic who goes on this you know, weekend-long bender, He's uh, and everybody who's around him supports him, but he just keeps letting them down, mm-hmm. um, and it's a fantastic movie. Everybody should check it out. Good director. Oh, yeah. Didn't you just watch another Billy Wilder film? I saw Double Indemnity a couple Okay, that was a while back. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I watched something that... I'm surprised I had never really even seen before, being pretty much 80s and 90s kid here. Mm-hmm. I watched Heavyweights from 1995. Okay. This is a uh, 90s kid's favorite. Yeah. If you if you know what I'm talking about, Dave. Sure. It's uh, Ben Stiller, <laughs> and Keenan Thompson is in it, and Goldberg from Mighty Ducks, whatever his uh-huh. name is. Right. Um, any fat kid from the 90s was in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I really liked this movie, dude. I really liked it. All right. Um, uh, yeah, that that that's that's believable. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm sensing some shade here. Like you don't no, like this movie. I, no, I, I I don't. It's not that I don't like it. I I just I have never seen it. Okay, that's fine. I, I think maybe I was uh, like. I was probably in high school when it you came out. You were a little too old for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I was just a smidge too old when it came out. Yes, too. probably so. Uh, but like I said, it's got this cast and Ben Stiller's in it, and he is unhinged in this movie <laughs> okay he's one of those characters <laughs> yes he's trying to turn it into a, like a fat camp to make the kids healthy and sell it on you know late night commercials all right got it <laughs> it's pretty awesome until they finally thwart ben stiller and it turns into kind of a a typical you know slobs versus snobs camp competition it, movie. meatballs yeah like yeah. Okay. At, yeah, I did not like the end of the movie it was just generic and uh-huh. a feel good kid happy movie but yeah, they should have just ended it once Ben Stiller was taken out <laughs> right. instead of throwing on this extra little bit. Okay. Yeah. So it's surprising though that like Ben Stiller was was playing the unhinged guy in 1995 because that was before he became that like dodgeball Ben Stiller. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's that's cool that oh. he's had that kind of in his arsenal all the time. Yeah, and uh, Paul Feig was in this movie. Oh yeah, nice. And Judd Apatow wrote it. It's one of those early oh, 90s damn. Judd Apatow films. Okay, sweet. Like he did this, and I love Celtic Pride that he did. I love that movie. <laughs> right. it's, it's ridiculous, but I yes. love it. Um, so that's enough about heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Wayne's World, Dave. Yeah. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Uh, well, the synopsis of Wayne's World, there's a public access TV show with two guys, Wayne and Garth, uh, and they live in Aurora, Illinois, and uh, they are like sort of picked up upon by by Rob Lowe's uh Benjamin a scheming television executive who wants to exploit them and mm-hmm. it's 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 weird that this movie has the same knowability or, or rewatchability that a lot of classic movies do mm-hmm. like stuff that is regarded as the movies we've seen Wayne's World more times than we've seen <laughs> those classic films whether it's world cinema or American cinema we know Wayne's World better than anything else I hope so dude yeah um I feel like this was a movie that was perfectly timed for you and I yes I I would I would you agree know, men who are now in their 30s sure I can see the younger kids out there you know all the youngins Maybe not liking it as much. <laughs> Probably not. And definitely not getting some of these pop culture references. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- those don't. <laughs> My girlfriend asked me what Grey Poupon was. <laughs> um, 
So holy shit, dude. Yeah, that that commercial. Remember the the Rolls Royces pull up? <laughs> nope. Oh man. So, she hadn't seen a great. That that's. I mean, okay. So if it's weird that these things exist in like a five year window, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like it's just that that would have passed you by. Well, how long was that commercial on air? Maybe. A couple months. Sure. So, yeah. Like, right. If you weren't watching the right thing at the right time, you didn't know that. Exactly. So, I don't know, but this movie is really unique. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, would agree. It's hard to describe. Like, you gave the plot. Yeah. But it, that's not what makes it interesting. No. It's basically these guys are talking to the camera. We are seeing them through the camera. We are, like, a character. We are the camera. Like... The character, the camera is a character yes. in this movie. It's us. It's us. And like, Wayne is talking to us. Yes. Like, come on, mm-hmm. let's do this. Come on all my adventures with me. And it was born, of course, out of a Saturday Night Live sketch, mm-hmm. a recurring sketch. And, uh, you know, Lorne Michaels loved to do that with his most successful sketches. Yep. And they've only been successful, you know, a handful of times. That's true. I mean, the Blues Brothers, Wayne's World, and MacGruber is the only thing as I can name off the top of my head that have actually like made a decent film. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. I've I seen mean, Night at the Roxbury a bunch. I but... know. Yeah, a lot of people have. People who have watched Superstar run over again. The Ladies Man. These are all yeah. 90s ones. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's newer ones. Uh, Yeah, I, I can't name them. I haven't watched I Saturday Night Live yeah. in a long time, but I mean... You know, I doubt there is now because now all their stuff's on YouTube and stuff. That's true. They're not making movies anymore. You're right. They probably have no need to do it. They're generating that revenue through the internet. Yes. Those people go on to make other comedy films. Mm-hmm. And it's so strange because like like this one, when the Wayne's World movie came out, I, I wasn't at an age where I was kind of like being ready to hate something yet. I was yeah. only like 14 years old and it was kind of like I was just all up for it. Mm-hmm. And it totally met my expectations when I saw it. I was just like so geeked for this movie to come and mm-hmm. I saw it opening weekend. It was just like, you know, I, I walked out just thinking I had seen a, a truly great right. movie. You know? I remember riding the bus in like second grade or something. Yeah. This girl said, yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what the heck is that from? Yes. I had no clue. Well, but that was the best thing I've ever heard. I, what is this amazing <laughs> reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I was familiar with the te- or the the sketches before the movie. I can't remember. Oh, you? I can't you, remember that far back. Okay, that's that's. I were, mean, were you? Yes, I was. Okay, I mean, I was right. watching Saturday Night Live. You know, at that point, and like, because I was like, I, I think I started watching it when I was like maybe seventh grade or something like that. And yeah, it just became part of my. I feel like I did that too. Yeah, you you weren't going out on Saturday night yet at age fourteen, at least right. unless you were super fucking cool, right? Um, you know, which I was not, and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I, I was taking it all. <laughs> Sorry, <in>. Dave. <laughs> Yeah. We're eating more rallies. Yes, exactly, okay. dude. Life got better later on, but you know, at that time, yeah, still still pretty lame. Uh this this episode's gonna be like a personal essay for us. I, 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 I feel. think it is, yeah. Um if you haven't seen the movie, I think everyone should go watch it. Um mm-hmm. it's a great comedy and it's so unique, man. I know. I think it's PG. It's PG thirteen. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay. All yeah. right, all right. Um, th- there was no reason for it not to get that kind of red. I, I-, I was really glad when it came out. I remember thinking, PG-13, rad, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's sweet. Because, I mean, like, number one, that means I get to see it. And number two, it meant that it wasn't quite so sanitized. Yeah. I was thinking they were going to be really, you know, like, uh, it, oh, it's coming to a movie. They're, they're going to mess things up. But they didn't. They actually made it like Wayne's World, and they were able to stretch it out to uh-huh. an hour an hour and 30-minute, you know, Wayne's World exactly. sketch. So since we've touched on the sketch, mm-hmm. was the sketch very meta like this movie is? Yes, it was. They're, they're talking to the camera the entire time. Okay, You're okay. watching the Wayne's World show. 
Um, it's it's like okay, the, yeah. When the sketch starts, it has like a public access logo, mm-hmm. and it's just you know Wayne's World, Wayne's World party time, excellent. And mm-hmm. and then it, you know, well, welcome welcome to Wayne's World, you know, party on Wayne, uh-huh. party on Garth. And then it would go for ten minutes, and they usually do like a countdown of a list of some kind. Uh-huh. I would say it was one of the more unique sketches on the show because it didn't have a a recurring gimmick. Truly, I mean, it was just two guys riffing on, you know, the culture. Really, it was almost kind of like the Weekend Update. Yeah. But it was just these two dudes. And I know they're playing characters, but but it, it was very much like they were both doing stand-up as these guys. Right. The characters were not reliant on, like, one trait no. that identified them or that right. was their trademark, you know? Mm-hmm. They just were these two dudes that were hanging out, joking around. Which made them so likable that's, and yeah. so relatable. Mm-hmm. And that's why we all were, were just... I don't remember anyone saying, I really hate Wayne's World. I mean, it, everybody, it, they were universally loved. Yeah, and the movie, I think, is universally loved. I would agree. I I can't imagine. I'd love to meet a person who despises this, this not only whether it's just the film or just this, I guess, uh, the, the whole Wayne's World world, you know? Like, like, like yeah. well, how do you not relate to this? Get, t- tell me. I, I want to know what your experience is because, you know, this is something I want to live forever. Yeah, for real. You, I think you had told me once that you learned about Queen through this movie. I did. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, dude. isn't that? Isn't that? It's so crazy. I mean, I were you driving around singing Bohemian Rhapsody with your friends? <laughs> Everybody that's was. That's what after I was that. doing. Yeah, it, it's what you had to do. I mean, like it just as soon as it came on the radio, if you were in a car with friends, you did that, and mm-hmm. you did it unironically, and that th- there was no, um, there was no shame in it. You were just doing it because it was. It's it, it was fun and it was funny. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. That song shot up the charts again when the movie came out. It, Freddie Mercury had just died like two months before the movie came out. And the song was from 1975, so 17 years had passed. And then it goes to number two on the charts. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was always a great song. And I mean, you know, like great songs should just be on the charts forever, probably. Yeah. If we were running things. <laughs> but, uh, you know. The same exact songs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but... Uh, you know, like it's 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 really it's really weird that it's like stuff like that can always you know find new fans of a new generation just by you know word of mouth or people passing it down to their kids or whatever. But this mm-hmm. was this was a, a a weird thing where kids were embracing their own culture and then this older culture was like thrown on top of it and then it became new for them. Right. Um. And yeah, yeah. I I got into I had no idea of Queen until Wayne's World came out I know and exactly I'm glad what it did. Yeah, you know? dude. I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about the Wrath of Khan uh-huh. and how they had learned about all these classic literature quotes and stuff from oh, that yeah. movie. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. And so that opens a whole new world for you. Like, yes. You discovered Queen from this <laughs> damn movie, dude. <laughs> that makes it worth it alone. It, it does. If I had only seen the movie once and I came away with a, with a new uh, band to, to get into, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're right. That, that makes life worth living. That podcast, by the way, is called The Canon. Okay. And I think Amy Nicholson is on it and some other critic, but it's really good. Okay, sweet. <laughs> um, so the jokes come in many different forms in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is so hard to identify as a I genre know. I know. Or, or anything. It's just right. weird. It's its own damn thing. <laughs> but like the way they speak, like the language they use yes. in the movie is humorous even when they're just talking to each other. Right. The way they phrase things mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, like, you're partied out, man, again. Like, that <laughs> sentence just puts me on the floor. I don't know why. <laughs> if you're going to spew, spew into this. And he holds a Dixie cup out. 
Why is that funny? I it is though. It just is. Yeah, because you know Wayne and Garth's shorthand, and mm-hmm. and you were you're, you're in on on whatever they're selling. I mean, like this vibe is attractive to you, and so mm-hmm. yeah, if, uh, you know, if you're gonna spew spew into this, I mean, it makes no <laughs> sense. I, I I love Wayne's reaction to uh when when Meatloaf tells him that that the when, when they they go to the yeah, gas works, yeah, like so tiny. who's playing tonight? And Tiny says, uh, "Well, Jolly Green Giants and the Shitty Beatles." Yeah. And Wayne's reaction is the shitty Beatles. Are they any good? I mean, like, like, yeah. And they and, suck. And he man. says they suck. So it's not just a clever name. Exactly. And I, I like the not just. And a the clever line name. is laughing. Yes. Wayne has just killed the crowd. And I love Wayne's question. The shitty Beatles. Are they any good? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That is the question you would ask if somebody told you a band called the shitty Beatles. Existed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, great stuff. And one one thing I love about that is like when Crucial Taunt is done playing the set <laughs> and Cassandra's coming off the stage, you can see these like Jolly Green Giant dressed yeah, people right. getting on the stage. Right. You see the Jolly Green Giants. <laughs> I know, right? It's such a great detail. Oh, and I love that scene because uh, Meatloaf tries to high five Garth and uh-huh. he just kind of like puts his hand up and waves at him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Garth is so timid. I love Garth. <laughs> When he's like going to shake Rob Lowe's hand, he like doesn't shake it. He yes. like puts his hand down or uh-huh. something. It's he's so afraid of like human contact. He is. And the way he just stands and holds himself all kind of awkwardly. <laughs> like, I love it. He can barely talk to anyone but Wayne and their circle. That yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. just uh, the the rest of the time he he's he's so I guess reticent of humanity. I mean, I th- I think he's I think he's um, you know, like suspicious of most most people. A guy like him, he's gonna be that way forever too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's just no curing him. Even even when he gets with Donna Dixon at the end, it's not really gonna change mm-hmm. him. I mm-hmm. mean, he's gonna get, he's going to become with her like he is with Wayne, mm-hmm. and that's as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> and that's why Garth is awesome. You know, <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. Um. So, what do you yeah. want to talk about? Um. I would like to <laughs> talk about um, like the 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 stuff that uh, when Wayne, uh, wh- how about this? Just like before, when we've done movies we're, we're all eminently familiar with, mm-hmm. we're going to be all over the place, just just kind of, you know, like, we're not going to go through the movie scene by scene, and, and there's going to be stuff where we jump around. So I want to, like, have, uh, talk about our favorite scenes, our favorite moments, our favorite stuff. That's what I wanted to do. Good. Amazing. Yes. The yes. dudes are in sync. That's right, because so, that's what this show's about. Right. So... What are some of your favorite moments? Okay, uh, when Wayne is watching Cassandra very seriously... With Dreamweaver is playing? Is uh, that what you're talking about? It's it's one of those Dreamweaver moments, okay. but it's the second one, it's the, it's the second time where she's With Rob doing, Lowe? Yes, when, yeah. when Rob Lowe walks up. So Wayne is looking at her, Dreamweaver has played, and then Rob Lowe, I guess, comes to the other side of the stage mm-hmm. and is looking up at Cassandra, and she kind of smiles at him while mm-hmm. she's singing, and Rob smiles back. Wayne then... He, he looks over and I think he <laughs> notices that Rob Lowe has been has kind of gotten a smile from Cassandra uh-huh. and he's a little bit worried about it and then he forgets it completely and just closes his eyes, grins and starts banging his head for no reason. Yeah, starts rocking out, man. Yes. It, it doesn't fit the music. It doesn't fit the mood he was just in. It just like, right, like it's something not, hits him. And it's he's not time with the beat. No, all. it's not. <laughs> and he and he's moving his arms. <laughs> yeah. Not in a like he's like doing a conga or yeah. something. <laughs> right. It's like he's on a cruise mm-hmm. for uh, just out of nowhere. And I uh, man, it really got me when I watched it for the show. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite moments is after that first night at the gas works. Yeah. 
after they've picked up Phil, who was partied out, yes, and take him to the gasworks with them. The next day, they're at the auto body shop where mm-hmm. Phil works. Yeah, and Phil is working on their car, I guess, and he's telling them the bill. I think he's doing an emissions test. Yeah, or something. something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like forty dollars and something. Uh-huh. Um, I love this scene for so many reasons. <laughs> There's Garth playing with that compressed air gun, yeah. and it's going, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. sure, right. And then he grinds down the side of that car, <laughs> and he walks up the way, and he's like, "I think we should go." <laughs> Kills me every time. And then, like, they keep pulling out money and setting it on the counter, like, here you go. And he's like, that's not enough, man. He's like, they're like, oh, and they're like pulling out, like, crumpled up dollars and, like, yep. sitting it and, like, just, like, waiting for him to say that's enough. <laughs> and they do it, like, six times. I think there's a roll of nickels in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my absolute favorite part is when Phil's like, dude, you guys should have been at the Gasworks last night. There's this mega babe as a lead singer. Unreal. And Wayne's like, dude, we were there, Phil. He says it like three times. Yeah. He keeps trying to tell Phil, like, yeah, like we were there. We were there. He Phil says, doesn't remember that they no. picked him up in the Mirth Mobile and went to the gas work. And he doesn't even hear <laughs> Wayne is telling him, look, we were there. My God. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and I've also, after Phil like like says that that's enough money, you hear Wayne in mono almost. Well, here's an extra dollar. <laughs> I mean, like, why? Why are you giving him an extra dollar for one thing? You, and, you were trying yeah. to, like, you know, scrap together just enough to pay for yep. this emissions test. And, and then it gives them the emission tag, and they go, cool. And then Garth <laughs> grabs it and goes, cool. <laughs> Not to mention the Cantonese at the beginning. Okay, can we... Pitao Bintua, yes, whatever the heck yes. he says. I used to have Wayne's Cantonese and Cassandra's memorized. Really? Wow. And and I know it's not real. I was about to say, I don't think it's real right? <laughs> because of the gag in yes. the movie, of course. Yes. I, I'm sure Tia Carrera could speak pretty good Cantonese. Yeah. I, I, she sounds legit, even though maybe they gave her the wrong words to use because it's just part of the joke. But like that particular scene, when, when it was coming up, I was thinking to myself, oh, is this going to... Is this going to get me the way it did before? But man, it did. Yeah. I mean, like like him sitting there. Yep. Wayne says like a three-syllable sentence. <laughs> and on the bottom of the screen are subtitles translating the Cantonese to English. Yes. And you get about two paragraphs worth. <laughs> and they're both sitting there kind of like waiting. Yes. Wayne checks his watch. Uh-huh. Like he looks around. Cassandra uh-huh. looks around. And then like he sees the timer on his watch and he's like, okay. Yes. He just nods like, all right, I can talk again. Exactly. (laughs) The subtitles gag is great. I don't think I've seen that anywhere else. It's strange. Um, Danny Boyle maybe in train spotting because like they're saying stuff and it's just kind of like a summation of what they're saying. Right. But but I've never seen. But it's not a a gag like that. Exactly. Let's wait for the subtitles to end. (laughs) And and the whole thing with like. I feel like I've seen that and I think it was stolen from Wayne's World. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. The monologue about Kierkegaard, it, it, it really got me. I <laughs> or mean, Dick Van Patten. Yes. Kierkegaard <laughs> and Dick Van Patten. You know, I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's Mike Myers' delivery. And it's also like, boy, um, something I'd forgotten about. Tia Carrera, it's a weird thing. You'll have to like, you know, excuse me for a minute with this weird comparison. But she reminds me of Julia Louis-Dreyfus in one way. It's okay. because she's a good laugher. If you ever watch like Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm or Veep or whatever with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, like nobody laughs better than her in a movie or TV show. Mm -hmm. You really believe it. Tia Carrera can rival her with with, like when she's reacting to to Mike Myers, Kierkegaard, Dick Van Patten speech. I mean, she's really like it's really making her laugh. And it's I hope that they just got it on one take or maybe she just found it that funny on every take. Yeah. Like they they actually was laughing for real. I hope so. It's it's really cool. 
I mean, she's a pretty good actress. I, she's, she's not, not she's bad. She's done some stuff. I mean, she's never done know. anything majorly amazing, I guess. But she's, I know she's done good work. Yeah, she and she's good in this. She's good in True Lies. I mean, like she, I, I I watched a lot of that Relic Hunter show. I shouldn't have watched. Oh, it, really? I, 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 I saw Relic it. Hunter. Yes. Oh, it was like a Tomb Raider thing. Right? <laughs> it was. It was yeah. a ripoff of Tomb Raider on UPN. Yep. Yeah. I think I've brought this up before. There was a, a game on 3DO. Oh. Called the Day Dallas Encounters, <laughs> and it was like a motion capture of real actors. She was like the protagonist in that game. Excellent. All and right. I remember wanting to get it because it was in like my EGM magazine or, or something. <laughs> okay. And there was an ad for it. I didn't even have a 3DO. No one had a 3DO. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I've never heard of this game system, it the was 3DO. Like, it was um, Atari. Oh, they Atari were making a 3D system. Holy crap! I think it was Atari. Correct me, internet, if I'm wrong. Oh wow, that yeah, it never made, never went anywhere. It sounds awful or amazing. I have no idea which. I'm one. I'm sure it's pretty bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the consensus. So, <laughs> yeah, for all the Carrera heads out there, uh, I yes, mean, yes, the Day Dallas Encounters. Go for it. <laughs> Some weird sci-fi shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And also, speaking of Curb Your Enthusiasm, she's also in that show as Richard Lewis's girlfriend. Thank you. I, I No, that, that's a bunch of crap. Really? Yeah. Richard Lewis cannot get Tia Carrera. I, 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 he, he might whatever. be funny enough. I, if you she's know, into Wayne Campbell. He is a very funny man, <laughs> okay. but but he's also, you know, like, oh, it's just, it's a low point it of that show. It doesn't seem like a good match. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lowe looks like a good match. And Rob Lowe, I would argue, is as funny as Richard Lewis. He's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. He's solid in dramatic roles or comedy. In fact, with comedy, he can do like wackiness like he does in Parks and Recreation, or mm-hmm. he can do this where he's the straight man. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd forgotten yeah. how good he was in this movie. He's great. He's, he's one of the best parts of it. I love when he's in the meetings with like uh, uh, Noah and yes. his wife. Yes. And he's just like so, like, he's so like slimy. Kind yeah, he of. is. Like, He's like just buttering them up and just yep. telling them what they want to hear right. so he can make this deal. Right. He's such a snake, man. <laughs> Which are, <laughs> when when uh, Tia Carrera says, is that the snake or you? Yeah, it's Rob Lowe. Probably. Yeah, totally he's it's Rob Lowe. Exactly. <laughs> he's, a, he's a slimy guy and, and the, he does the whole method of like making making an, an idiot think that the idea was theirs. Uh-huh. You know, talking them into doing what you want right. to do. Yeah. Noah's uh, Arcade presents Wayne's World. <sighs> I gotta tell you, I think that's an excellent idea. You know, I'm glad. <laughs> and then you Russell it. agrees. Yeah, Russell, he, it like chimes in at just the right time. Russell's played by Kurt Fuller. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show. A much for better Kurt role. Fuller. Yeah, he he's so good in this. It's not the maniac he plays in No Holds Barred. Right. <laughs> and, uh, Rob Lowe should have been the maniac in that movie, man. I, I would have loved to have seen <laughs> Rob Lowe, Rob in Lowe Hulk as Hogan. Mr. Brell. <laughs> oh dude no i'm glad he wasn't in that trash yeah kurt fuller is gonna wear that one um another one of my favorite scenes is when garth goes to get the broadcast equipment at the end with like with all the crew <laughs> oh yeah and yeah. they're leaving the public access building with all this equipment and uh russell jumps out from behind a uh, like a tree with a flashlight and he's wearing that track suit yeah. he's like pointing it at him he's like where are you guys going with that you can't do that he's like i'm supposed to stop you and he's so, like, afraid yes. of this confrontation. Yes. And Garth is like, the way it looks is like he's pointing a gun at them. Right. That's right. how they set up the scene. Yeah. It is so funny because they're playing it as if someone's about to die. Right. Garth is, like, trying to talk him down. Like, all right, put the flashlight down, Russell. 
put down the flashlight. <laughs> and and I've seen that gag on sitcoms where it's just not funny, where, uh-huh. where maybe they don't construct it well enough. Yeah. But on this one, I'm sitting here watching this, and maybe it's just because I just love everybody that's in this movie. Yeah. Or I'm just so forgiving of it because it's such a big part of my life. But I'm mm-hmm. sitting there, and I'm just like, their intended effect is totally working on me, and I'm just going along with this flashlight gag. Yep. Like it's something I've never seen before. And I, I, yeah. I loved it. And there's a great joke where Garth says... You're going to be Benjamin's monkey boy the rest of your life? Uh-huh. He's like, Benjamin's my friend. He goes, no, <laughs> Benjamin is no one's friend. <laughs> if he were an ice cream flavor, he'd be praline and dick. Praline and dick. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have that joke without the PG-13. It's amazing. You know, it's, it's yeah. And then he grabs the flashlight, takes the batteries out of the clip yes. so no one can be harmed. Uh-huh. It's okay. And he holds his dudes yeah, back. He holds right. everyone back. Yeah. Yep. And then Russell joins the team. <laughs> I, one of my favorite parts of this movie. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to tell you, too, there, there was a, a weird mystery that was solved on this viewing. Oh, okay. Um, after Wayne and Garth get their money from Benjamin, he kind of, uh, like, you know, cons them into signing a contract with a big television studio. Right. And gives them each five grand. Uh, of course, they're spending it like like two idiots would. They're just yeah, buying things, mm-hmm. um, CD players, and you know, licorice dispensers, yep. and, and you know, probably those Blackhawks <laughs> jerseys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, one of the things he wants to buy is this uh, this really nice yeah, Fender. Fender Stratocaster. Yeah, dude. needs a, needs that Stratocaster, and he, they 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 drive by it, you know, a lot, and he wants to look at it and admire it, and he finally has the money to get it, and he goes in there with Cassandra, and a guy walks up, a clerk, this dude, this yeah. clerk who it turns out is played by an actor named Eric Crabb. Okay. For all this time, since 1992, I thought that that was Slaughter bassist Dana Strum. Okay. <laughs> a total. The I, whole time? I, the whole time. I mean, and, and you know me, I know who's in movies. Yep. I thought it was Dana Strum, and I maintain that it might still be Dana Strum working under an assumed <laughs> He's name. He's a pseudonym? <laughs> yes, this maybe his SAG card needed to say Eric Crab, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just watching it going, that is definitely Dana Strum. Um, did you Google that? Did you d- dive into that? I, I, I haven't like looked into whether or not like, this is Dana's alias or not. I, wow. I, it would not surprise me if it was. If there's any slaughter heads out there... <laughs> Give us a call. Please hit us up if you know Dana or or if you are still a fan of Slaughter. Or if you still listen to Slaughter. (laughs) All the youngins don't know what we're talking about. No, they have never heard of Slaughter. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see here. What do we got here? Any any other favorite scenes? Benjamin's apartment scene is is, is excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, like, it's supposed to dazzle you like it dazzles Wayne and, 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 uh, and Cassandra and Garth with, like, high class and everything. Yeah. It's really gross in there. Like it's like his his taste is terrible. <laughs> All just brass fixtures and Even early nineties. Yes, yeah. yes. Like it's weird. Like early nineties rich guy culture was really tacky and off putting. I, I I didn't care for it at all. The the eighties was like sort of Tony Montana vibe. Mm-hmm. Like this is I don't know what this is. I mean this is just uh, it's boring and really doesn't look very welcoming. I don't know. Okay. I thought thought it was a cool apartment when I was a kid though. <laughs> I was like man. That's awesome. I want to live in an apartment like that. All right. That's what fine. What floor is he on? Like the 100th floor? He, he's on the 23rd floor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's up there. Uh-huh. And then Garth goes rummaging around and yes. finds the rib for her pleasure. Yeah. All the books about how to pick up women. <laughs> 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 
they're just out on the coffee table. I know, they're just like, sitting there. Yeah. Rob Lowe, you yeah. know. I know. Tia Carrera's coming over? Yeah, and come Wayne, on. You left them out there on purpose to just <laughs> show Wayne and Garth, like, I'm taking her. She's mine now. Look at me. Yes. And and this scene also has some of my favorite gags, too. Like, yeah. Uh, it's all Garth stuff. Like when he opens his like daily planner and it says, purchase feeble cable access show and exploit it. And Garth says, wow, I feel sorry for whoever that is. <laughs> and then also when they're going to toast at the end, yes. Garth doesn't have a drink. Oh, yeah. And he's like behind the couch, like behind Wayne and Garth. Yes. Or Wayne and Cassandra. Uh-huh. And they all toast their champagne and Garth kind of like reaches his hand in. All timid, like like he's gonna fist bump almost. That almost feels like a Dana Carvey ad. Yeah, and then like he he kind of brings it back up and like can't drink anything. Yes. so he's like, Ugh. yeah, he doesn't know whether to do, whether to mime a drink or not. You know, <laughs> he's just this jangle of nerves all the time. Dana Carvey is brilliant. He is in this movie. He is. It's really sad to me, both for his stand up comedy, which which he he definitely you know. He didn't do himself any favors with his routines yeah. like later on. And What did you think of the Chopping Broccoli song? Did you like that? I, I think Chopping Broccoli is pretty great. I loved it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, All right. His Saturday Night Live work is second to none. Uh-huh. He, he's one of the best guys that has ever been on that show. But when he got into movies, mm-hmm. other than this and Road to Wellville, I can't think of any other movie performance he gave that was like just worth of anything. I can't think of anything else I've really watched him in. Uh, really? I saw Master of Disguise. I was going to bring that up. That really yeah. killed his career. Yeah, that movie sucks. I, I, I've it's, heard. It's just, it, it's just shit. Turtle. Turtle. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. His name in that movie is Pistachio Disguise. <laughs> I mean, what the... That's That's just... <laughs> That's, That's the, the worst. I know it's the worst. Name. Like 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 funny screenplay name. You know it's it sucks. <laughs> I can't go on, Dave. I cannot go on because yeah. I'm thinking of that. <laughs> that sucks. It sure does. That man. sucks, Dick. <laughs> praline and Dick. It sucks, Praline and Dick, dude. It's pistachio disguise. <laughs> oh God. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also like when Benjamin comes to tell them they have to give a spot to Noah Vanderhoff on the show, Uh and they say, we're not going to bow to any sponsors, and they're doing all the, they're ripping off all the commercials and, you know, more pop culture references that are outdated, but it's still a funny scene (laughs) because they're actually, you know, making fun of how people sell out, Yes, which is funny, no matter what the product is, or if they're copying a commercial from the time, like Uh Nuprin. Right. Um... (laughs) The, the part when Garth is sitting there covered <laughs> head to toe in Reebok gear, the camera starts at his feet and like slowly like pans up to him and he's reclined there with his visor and <laughs> Reebok tracksuit and everything. And he's like, it's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. It's so good. It's like the I know. best. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> and and that's it's another thing. I'm starting to realize now that we're talking, like, how many people have stolen from this movie? Yeah. I mean, because, like, that gag of, of like, using product placement to, to do a commentary on selling out has been used in other movies that are way less good than this. And they're doing it in a really shitty way. I've seen, like, um, I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember Breck and Meyer doing some, something like this mm. in some movie. Number one, they stole it from Wayne and Garth, so there's that. But mm-hmm. they also just don't deliver it properly, so it, it really comes off as shitty. And and whatever whatever commentary they were doing on product placement and, and you know turning everything over for a buck just gets lost because they're not doing it in the same way Mike Myers and Dana Carvey are. Yeah. And then with the little breaks, 
with Rob Lowe coming in with, you know, like they, they just keep cutting to him and he's yeah. getting like, like more and more. He doesn't understand he what's more happening. agitated yes. kind of. And yes. like, it's as if they're having a regular conversation with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, yeah he's not he, seeing what we're seeing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he's not reacting to a, a, a man clad <laughs> right. in the Reebok yeah. stuff or, or, or like Wayne's hand turning black and white with Nuprin. Yeah. Um, it's just for him. He's listening to them say these phrases and, <laughs> and God, it's, Without his straight man thing in there, it, it really th- that that actually kind of makes the scene. It, it's kind of the glue of, of, of yeah. it all. Yeah, Ugh. really good, really good comedic. You know how to construct comedy. You know is done in this movie, right? And I know Mike Myers wrote this. Yes, with oh, I can't remember two other people. I think a uh, husband and wife team. Maybe? Okay, I can't remember who it is. Mm. But yeah, man, Mike Myers, he was <clears throat> a comic genius. I know. I don't know what happened to him. Well, his own genius has gotten to him. I know that. He is known as like an Orson Welles level perfectionist. Did society outgrow him? I I think so. I mean, the love guru was a huge misfire. Keep that away from me. Dude, you wouldn't believe how shitty this movie is. Did you see it? Yes. You saw that and Mr. Turtle or whatever the fuck that movie was called? (laughs) Master of Disguise. Yes. Wow. Um, I I had no business seeing it because I, I knew from the commercials that it was terrible. That's um, that's why I kind of wanted to see it. I was yeah. like, this looks like a train wreck. Oh yeah, I want to see Carnage. Sure, so I might watch this. And and you will see Carnage. You, you, and and what 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 really kind of um is is d- terrible about it is not only I mean not only is the movie terrible is the movie bad, but like. Mike Myers kind of like meticulously went over every line in this movie, just like he's done with Wayne's world and all the Austin power stuff. And, and really, you know, almost like comedy math, like, like trying to get this, you know, in, because when they call cut, that guy turns into a different person. He's kind of like Peter Sellers that way. Just, just, you know, he, he's, he's so dedicated to, to getting this right that he just turns into this hyper serious person Mm -hmm. who, you know, like as soon as you yell action, then he's Wayne Campbell, you know? Yeah. It's got to be hard to work with. And even then, I mean, this was kind of the genesis of, of that personality. And I know that he clashed with Penelope Spheris a lot with what she wanted to do. Really? Yeah, it was, uh, they were they were constantly, you know, in control, trying to get control of the project from one another. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yep. Because I, I was just about to bring up a bunch of praise for her. Oh, like, this is directed masterfully, dude. It, it, it is. I mean, and she, she has made some great movies. Uh, mm-hmm. I love The Decline of Western Civilization, both of them. The Metal Years is my personal favorite, even though the the first one is the one about the L.A. punk scene, which is right. cooler and has more, you know, kind of good cred. But like the Metal Years for me just is ex- yeah, excellent yeah. for rewatchability. She did a movie. I was on the IMDb looking at it from 1987 called Dudes. Have you heard of this? <laughs> I never saw Dudes. I was like, holy crap. I have to check this out because we're the dudes on movies. It's starring John Cryer and Flea. Shit! How do I not know about this? Two punks from I got it here. Two punks <laughs> from the big city traveling across the country in a Volkswagen Bug embrace the Western ethos when they must take revenge against a group of rednecks for killing their friend in this light-hearted road movie. I, I, I don't know what to say, dude. I, that, 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 that was how many contradictions were in this sentence I, I just read too. <laughs> the Western ethos, rednecks I mean, killing their friend in a light-hearted road movie. I, I yeah, <laughs> wow, man. Uh, <laughs> and you know this is flea on speed yes yeah yes that's right that this is pre him getting clean mm-hmm. um yeah what a movie yeah this i gotta see blood this. sugar sex magic <laughs> flea on the loose with john crier <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought that sentence 
would ever exist. No, dude, it just, it just can't. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, geez, I, I okay, I mean, we can still go for a few more minutes. Yeah, I mean, um, Tia Carrera, her singing in this movie is great. Yeah, she actually performed all these. And well, I think she did the bass on all the tracks. Too. Oh, was she laying it yeah. down? I wow. think she actually did it. All right. She had I mean, an album. Why You Wanna Break My Heart. Good song. Uh, man, it's a good song. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they use it well in the film um, during the breakup scene, you know, when, when Wayne insults her. Yeah. And she has a great reaction to that stuff, and he she yep. kicks him out. And boy, I, I, I just, I, I can't believe how, how, that I didn't remember how good her singing was in this movie. Yep. It was also my first time hearing Ballroom Blitz. When Me I was too. a kid, I, I didn't know that song existed. I had the soundtrack on a uh, cassette. Okay, yeah. good, mm-hmm. good. It was one of my first cassettes, I think, actually. <laughs> nice. I remember I wanted to get Queen, but okay. I think my dad got me this instead because you it has Queen on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he probably just picked it up at the gas station, you know, while he's oh, filling yeah, up. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, right. oh, shit, I forgot to get Queen. Here's Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> um, That scene when they break up kind of is... It always kind of really affected me a lot. Yeah. It's when she says, can you be any more insulting? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yes. Yeah. For some reason, that struck me. And I was like, wow, that guy is mean. I know. Like, that is terrible. It's the shittiest thing he could have said yeah. to, to her. Yeah. I, I never really had felt that before in uh-huh. a movie until I saw it in this when I was a kid. And then she just kicks him out. Yeah. And, um, you know, good on him for leaving and knowing that, that okay, now I've really screwed this up. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, good on her for not taking that shit from him. Uh-huh. And this is right after he has a falling out with Garth. Yeah. And now he has a falling out with his girlfriend. <laughs> and the cameras, we're about to leave him behind yes. because he's dumping on us. <laughs> he's, his, his life is going down the shitter That's right, right now. <laughs> and I really appreciate it because... This is, you know, the stuff they put in romantic comedies at yeah, the end of the movie. That's right. It lasts about 90 seconds. And, and they're right back at it again. I know. And they also call attention to it. Like, yeah. Like, the, 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 he's explaining to you that you know this is the part of the movie where shit's going bad. Right. And he's like, um, it'll get better. Exactly. I'll think of something, he says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how... I love the meta context so of this I. movie. It's right. It's so amazingly... It's funny and it's unique. There's nothing else like this. No. I mean, even when they when they encounter Chris Farley at the Alice Cooper right, concert. Right, yeah. And the mm-hmm. big limo is out there that belongs to Frankie Sharp, Sharp Records. Yep. And Chris starts explaining about how <laughs> Mr. Big, Frankie Sharp, is going to be like, you know, he's gonna, he's in Milwaukee tonight, then he's going to go down to St. Louis, Louis, up through Chicago. On his way to Detroit. On his way to Detroit. And then he moves his arm to yes. the side. He's making a map in the air. <laughs> yeah. And so then they, they part ways with him, and Mike Myers just looks in the camera and says, for a security guard, that guy had a lot of information, don't you think? Yeah, and I love that, <laughs> because Garth is like kind of looking at the camera, too, like smiling like he knows something. <laughs> like, they know that this is going to play in at the end of the movie, like already in this midpoint of the movie, which is amazing. And then I they, love it. And then they call it back later when they're making a plan to yeah, like yeah, get yeah. everything going again. Uh, he, he says, <laughs> he mentions Chris Farley. He says something about the, because Garth is trying to figure out how he's yeah. going to like, you know, position that the security signal. guard knew all that information. Seemed kind of extraneous at Seemed the time. extraneous at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was such a good... Like it, it was a it was a great way to call back what was a pretty funny joke mm-hmm. to begin with, and it just yeah awesome to put a, too fine a point on it. I mean, like wow, I, I the, the the structure of this. I mean, like this is this is when Mike Myers is really on his game. Mm-hmm. You know, 
just my being able to pick up on Garth's facial expressions yes. and realizing yeah. Yeah. that he knows about the script later, like <laughs> as the character, he knows what's going to happen right. to him in the movie. Exactly, dude. Like on rewatches, you you pick up these things yes. over and over. You find these new little things. Even, even the slaughter thing you mentioned, like that, <laughs> even stuff like that right. comes up. Right. Like, these kind of movies that do this are the best. They're the best. I know, man. And and another new discovery was when Pete Friesen, Alice Cooper's guitarist. Yes. And when, when they go backstage to <laughs> yes, the Alice Pete Cooper. It is. Yes, yes, Pete, it is. That's that dude. Yeah. Um when when they go backstage and it turns out Alice Cooper is um he he's not a, a, a party animal like they expect. He he's he's a very introspective guy yeah, and he very, likes to talk history yeah. and um <laughs> And and yeah, he says something about like you know like this being you know Milwaukee being a a place of you know great great tradition for Native Americans and yeah. his guitarist Pete says well and isn't Milwaukee an Indian name and he goes well well yes Pete it is and he goes on to describe how the actual pronunciation it's actually pronounced Milwaukee which is Algonquin for the good land a line I never forgot which is Algonquin yep. for the good land now every time I see the word Milwaukee I that <laughs> comes to my mind it's Algonquin for the good land and it's pronounced Milwaukee amazing I mean um but but Pete Pete Friesen is the guy's name uh-huh. F R E E Z I N apostrophe um <laughs> it turns out dude that okay the name Friesen is mm-hmm. a very common Mennonite name really it's F R E F R I E S E N I had to look into this because it was like, well, his name's Pete Friesen. That's weird. It turns out his real name is the Mennonite version. And oh, his wow. middle name is Menno, named after Menno Simons, founder of the Mennonites. Okay. This dude is a full-on Mennonite, and he was in Alice Cooper's band. Holy cow. And he has a line in Wayne's World, and he sets Alice up for that great line of, oh, it's pronounced Mealy Wake. That's so awesome. Dude, you know, and, and this could <laughs> only be discovered on your 50th watching. Exactly. I mean, it just, Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, ah, God. I don't want to just keep, you know, gushing on I know, my yeah. favorite parts of the sure. movie. Is there anything about it that, that you noticed that, that wasn't, that didn't hold up or that you didn't really care for? Like, like I said, the dated references yes. are a problem. Of course. Uh, they don't hold up. Jeez. 25 years later now. <laughs> wow. It's 25. Yeah, yeah. It's actually 25 years. Yeah. I mean... Even like the Laverne and Shirley intro that they do. Oh, you didn't care for that? No, I mean I like it. Okay, but like again, the people watching it today, younger kids or something, they're not gonna know what the fuck that is. <laughs> well, but the, but the good thing about about like a Laverne and Shirley reference though is that like just like me with Queen, maybe kids will want to know what that is and they'll look it up and then they'll start watching Laverne and Shirley. Right. Like you know, I will say like. It is funny, even if taken out of context. Yeah. Just because that's this movie is almost a fantasy world. Yes, it like, is. Completely. So they can cut to some ridiculous thing like that. They're mm-hmm. like, what's with this cheesy sitcom intro? Like, <laughs> yeah. With actual footage from the yeah, real intro. Right. It's, I love that. <laughs> the bottles going. <laughs> yeah. And then, then the, the big clock tower. Greetings, Milwaukee visitors. Uh-huh, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, and even like. The T-1000 joke. Yeah. Where Robert Patrick comes and says, have you seen this boy? Uh-huh. Everybody knows Terminator 2. Yeah. Even the young kids today, if they like action movies, I'm sure they're, you know, well-versed in Terminator 2. They <laughs> yeah, have to be. Right. If not, you better school yourself on some action oh, movie history. Right. Uh, but even that, like, that is, like, outdated now. You know, that's 25 years old now. It is. Um, I, I actually paused it 
the Polaroid he holds up is Eddie Furlong. It is? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's pretty yes, good. Yes, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I feel the same way that I that now as I did in 1992 about people not getting references. Uh-huh. You know. How do you feel? Um, I feel that uh, that's your fault. Uh, yeah, okay. you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just like, hey, right. if, if you don't get it, then then go look it up and find out what it is, and then you can laugh later on as you go, ah, yeah, I get it now. Right, I agree. I yeah. don't think it's a problem. I guess I sh- I shouldn't say it's a problem. I think uh-huh. I said that earlier. It's just it might not hold up to a new audience. Uh, of course, so, right? Yeah. yeah. But you're asking me things wrong with the movie. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I I don't either, other than just maybe I I had forgotten about how prevalent not was in yeah, the film. Yeah, they said not a lot. I know that Wayne's World popularized not, yeah. but by the time even this movie came out, we were all tired of hearing the phrase not, and it was just coming up, you know, <laughs> one after the other, and mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of them in there that, I, I think Kurt Fuller has a not when he's talking to uh, to, to Russell, and yeah. it's, it's not great. It's like, oh, Wayne will understand that. Not. Yes. Excuse me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he he does said, it out of the side yeah. of the Not. And, and it's, it's, it's delivered badly. And I think even Rob Lowe and Kurt Fuller are both embarrassed when they have to do it. Um, which is maybe yeah, it's, it's possible. I don't know. Maybe they thought it was really funny. Kurt Fuller's I, playing a, a, a dweebo guy. He is. Like he's right. not supposed to be cool. True. So he's supposed to look kind of like an idiot when he says it like in that, that way. So, you're yeah, right. Like, if you take it that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way he says it, I think is perfect for the character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ain't any last minute things. Um, yeah, there's We're one going to have to cut it soon. Okay. Um, <laughs> when Benjamin fires Wayne, uh, huh. What is that about? I mean, he has a stake in this, right? I, yeah. Like I never understood why he's trying to take the show. What's his, what's his plan? How is he, he going to fire Wayne? Want, I, I mean, Wait, it's Wayne's world. You're gonna fire Wayne? How, what are the other and executives? Replace him? What are you? Gonna, yeah, how what, is this what, gonna work? How is that? Like, yeah, like what? What is the the final part of this plan? I mean, like, like so you fired <laughs> exactly. Wayne on Wayne's world. Now you have to answer to the other executives of why you fired the star of the show that you just bought and signed a contract for. Um, that's that's a terrible move, and it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make logical sense. Just it makes even no in the movie. logical sense yeah. at all. But the movie's so strong yes. and funny, yes, that you don't even really think about it. Well, I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. and I've never even thought about that before. Right, right. Wow, it's. <laughs> Uh, and it's and the other other thing was about Cassandra's loft. Where the hell is the Cassandra's loft? Because I don't know, but it's awesome. It is a great house, but she's packing to go to Chicago to shoot that video. Um, that's a Chicago apartment, right? I mean, it she has to be. There's no way that's in Aurora. Wait. She's shooting in Chicago. Yes, they're going to Chicago to. Sh- I'm that's going a- to Chicago to shoot that video. She says. Wow. Where is she? Okay. And she's packing a bag like she's going to be gone for three days. I yeah, mean, this is like a New York City apartment. It is. Man. It's a big. It's this like a million dollar brick. a month. Yes. That, well, they have a rent party to, so they can pay rent. <laughs> That's right. The rent party. <laughs> That's what she says, right? She it's does the rent party because I guess the concert's at her house. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I, I guess that's how you pay for a place like that if you're not. They've signed. got five hundred people in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have <laughs> just partying. <laughs> This is expensive. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the way to do it. This is not Aurora. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make sense, dude. I know. I know. Anyways, I'm, yeah. I'm done. Me too. I, I, we could talk about all the funny things we want. Of course. 
Uh, but we, we can't go any longer on this. <laughs> I, I love everything in this movie. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I am with you, dude. I, I, I really enjoyed my time getting to revisit this. Yep. Yeah. So would you recommend it? Yes, I would. Uh, you know, and also I'd recommend just public access TV in general, which was kind of the podcasting of the late eighties and early nineties. People were just doing stuff because they loved to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I would recommend Wayne's world and the sketches too. Yeah. I'd recommend this too. You know why? So Uh let's not go on any longer. Right. Shall we? So that wraps up the show. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it. Most of all, share it with your friends. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag dude army. If you don't use iTunes, find us anywhere else. You get a podcast or you can go to dudesonmovies.com and you find everything right there. Right. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. I just look for dudes on movies and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. So stay tuned next week when we're doing 1957's The Sweet Smell of Success. Directed by Alexander McKendrick, starring Burt Lancaster and Tony Curtis. I got it right this he got time. got Tony in there, <laughs> Not <man>. Turney. <laughs> uh, so until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. Bye.